one. Parse Domini? Is that how you say that? Or how do you say this? Parse Domini. Domini. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. Latin, Latin, right? Oh, it's for sure Latin. That's what all the the best writers do. Right. Uh, It makes you seem smart. Uh, it's, uh, it's something from Roman Catholicism. It is a, uh, a short Christian chant, actually. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. All right. So, yeah. all right. So, uh, this the season's translation. different. You know, right away, we're going to start with kind of a different feel to this season. It's kind of, I, I don't know. It's almost, we're not, we're out of the park, basically, at least the start in this first episode. And we're in the real world and we're following around Dolores. Now, yeah, there's a lot to catch oh. up. There's a lot of things that they, I felt like first time I watched it, I was very confused. So I had to kind of watch it twice to kind of figure out what was going on. And so basically at the end of season two, when Dolores puts herself into Tessa Thompson, she then leaves the park as Dolores as Tessa Thompson. Yeah. So in terms of where we left off at the end of season two, um, yeah, so that's how Dolores gets out of the park initially. She puts her brain ball inside of um, the Charlotte Hale clone, right. and then that once she gets out, she used um, she went to the house. I guess that Anthony Hopkins, what was his character's name? Um, the Ford. guy Ford, hmm? Robert Ford. Ford. That yeah, Robert Ford had had in the real world, and so that had sort of been left abandoned, and so that's where Dolores went as Charlotte Hale made herself a new Dolores body. I guess she's attached to that model. And then, um, yeah, then, and then she somehow put, she put somebody else into the Charlotte Hale body. Cause she had like four or five brain balls at the end of season two, five. Yeah. I counted five. Was there five of them? So I'm, and then, okay. So we won't like, we won't ruin the, the spoiler. We'll get to it eventually, but obviously she has put, multiple those multiple she's built multiple people and she's built them based off who she's learned who they were and how it's going to help her from the big library simulation that she was in in season two as well right so you've seen you've seen what one or two episodes ahead of me because i've only watched this one so far i just watched the other third episode um okay so so yeah you have to be careful in terms of what you can kind of tell me here uh about what's going on in this season but because I'm going to be caught up. Well, I kind of want to go through. So we'll do, the, we'll do the next episode, and then we'll, we'll go the back. third. Hopefully, I can get, we can get through. We can get caught up all three episodes before, you, um, before, before the fourth comes along. And then we can be sort of go, be along for the ride together after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where were we? It was basically, yeah, Robert Ford. She built, yeah, I know one of those is Teddy. One of those brain balls she has, I think, would be Teddy or some version of Teddy. Uh, and who are the others? Do we have a sense? Like, you, if you know, you can't tell me. But I guess I don't know. Uh, it uh, has not uh, been revealed. If it has, I've I missed it. Um, but uh, the like, I would guess, yeah, Teddy would be one. Who else would she? Who I, I was thinking maybe Bernard, but, but and Bernard's in this episode, but bernard um but i mean maybe bernard's not in bernard you know like you know he's doing that whole that whole scene where he's testing to see if anyone else has accessed him he doesn't trust something about himself right so he so one of the five brain balls is bernard right i think so yes yeah because that's how he got out too 
that's what I'm a bit confused of. Is like why he's sort of the um, <clears throat> the fall guy for this. I guess right. that's all. That's all by Dolores's design. Yeah, uh, because we know that the Charlotte Hale agent, like the fake Charlotte Hale, went, goes to this board meeting later on in the meeting and the sorry in the episode, mm-hmm. and uh, and we figure out that yeah that they're pinning this on Bernard and Bernard's been sort of stashed away at a meat farm. He's sort of in hiding. He's Armando. Yeah, Armando something. Uh, Armando Armand Delgado. Delgado, yes. And I was right. like, is that an anagram? Probably not, but no. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> I, I bet you it is a, an anagram for something. Um, yeah, so Armand Delgado is his like new identity. But as far as we know, she got him out. She would have made him a new body, and then he was sort of reborn. And we sort of saw at the end of season two that uh, he was like, you know, he was back in that house and that lab that's beneath this house. Right. So she brought him back online. So. And then in this episode, we see Bernard speaking to his, like, I guess his computer self. This is kind of a new development that he sort of has control over his own code and he's able to speak to himself, uh, sort of like the his unconscious almost. And he's like, yeah, you haven't talked to Dolores in 92 days, which is you know, roughly three months. Um, so that's how much time has gone by since he's gotten out of the park or at least since right. he's left that house. Yeah. So the, t- the timeline of this is all a little bit suspect, but he's reminded me a little bit of, um, his character from Oz, you know, like he's like, he's kind of working in like a rough area. He's getting into prison fights. He, he's got a, just a big long beard. Bernard does. He just, he almost doesn't seem like the same character. You know, like he—it's he, he, weird because you know yeah. the robots—they don't like you know go on a bender and grow a beard and like you know like it's—it's it's just strange. Like his whole the whole vibe of Bernard this season is—it's is, something's not quite right. I think like Bernard is like simultaneously sometimes like one of my favorite characters on the show and also one of my most hated characters on this show because I'm always like I don't understand if I'm on his side at any given time. He's always he's very rigid and I don't really understand what he wants. I guess to be left alone more than anything it seems like, but yeah, like he's he stands in opposition to Dolores and in like in the preview of this episode we see or like sort of the recap like previously on Westworld. And one of the key lines is like she says to him in the end of season two, um, we are, yeah, we're both, we're both, we both have like a, a purpose in this life. We have something to do in this world, but we're not, we're not meant to be friends. Is that what she says? Yeah. She says basically like uh, we both have the same goals, but we have different ways of going about it, I think is what she says. And then, yeah, yeah. She goes, we will not be, uh, uh, you know, in together you know fighting together we're we're we're, you know you're over there i'm over here stay in your lane is basically what she says to him yeah yeah stay in your lane exactly and yeah so that was a bit um interesting like so he's just a pawn to dolores effectively that's all we can really take that well that's what they're kind of showing us in this first episode but i don't know if i buy it um down the road i think bernard's going to be way more of an important character than maybe even dolores but right now it's just dolores is like it's the dolores show especially this episode was the dolores show and it was good i enjoyed it um but uh you know because like you said with dolores we know what she wants you know for the most part like she's very straightforward character 
Um, this season is a little different. She's a little bit more mysterious how she's going about it. Like the first scene is she, it's, um, the German uh, actor, the, you know, Von oh, yeah. yes. so we meet Jerry, Jerry. Like a, yes. The German guy living in China. The, yes. He's in China. He's in, uh, by high China. Right. And, and so we meet talking, him uh-huh. and he's talking to his like assistant. Or yeah, his stockbroker. Yeah, basically his like financial advisor. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I, I guess he owns shares at Delos, and it's not going so well after um, right after the massacre at Westworld. So right. they're like, okay, let's get out of this. Let's uh, so get you know, I want to sell, and then he it's clear to that he's not a good guy. He's abusive to his wife. Uh, he doesn't care about her dinner. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't care about anything. Uh, I think he disses her at least three or four times. We know pretty early he's a bad guy. Well, he's a dick. I don't know if he's necessarily a bad guy. Like they don't really. Well, I think by the end we learn that he. I think he's basically. It's basically alluded to that he's responsible for his first wife's death, right? Right. Yes, and then he goes and he takes a swing at Dolores after she spared him. So he, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. And yeah, he is a dick, and but he's also yeah, it, like that's what Dolores says to him. She's like, "I've read your book." Like here, she says this exact thing. Oh, you got the uh, the audio there. Yeah, yeah. She predicts, yes, you will, you will hurt me. I so so much like this. Um, you know, I'm jumping ahead here, but we meet this 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 AI. Or I guess we don't meet it, but we learn of it later on. This AI called the Rehobum, the right. super the supercomputer that calculates a path for everyone. And so is that is 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 that sort of like Dolores riffing on that idea that she can kind of predict how Jerry's going to do it? Because she how does she have his memories, or she has some of his memories? It's not it, like she seems to know a lot about him. Things he, she says she wishes she could unknow. Yeah, I think it's from the end of season two when she read his file, right? That's, it, that's, yeah, I wasn't sure. It seemed like she had a, like a lot of intimate knowledge about this guy, and so she's basically she shows up, she hacks his house, and yeah. she's there to get money, right? Which she says she already kind of stole before she even show up. She, she's so not she, there to get money. She's there to get files um, that he stole when he used to work for Insight. He stole them. And kept them for a rainy day because he thought they'd be worth a lot of money. And they're filed oh, to help okay. build. It's before she even builds um, Bernard, I think, or I don't know. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with her, her coding the, the the new host that she's making. That that's how what I took from. I could be wrong, but that that was what I gathered. It was like some sort of code that she needed that she could, she only could get from him or the park, and she wasn't going back to the park. Thing, but oh, okay. So that was the only reason she did this whole thing. That's what I gathered from it, but again, I could be wrong. It's this show is moves very quickly, and if you don't know what's going on, it like you almost have to watch it two or three times, kind of like Game of Thrones when it first started. I had to kind of watch it a few times to like kind of yeah. figure it out. You know, this show's very similar. Um, yeah, well, this was the cold open for the whole all of season three, and I'm so I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Uh, I guess this is the plot. The plot of this season, the threat of the season is it's Dolores's war against sort of like the human. Um, abusers who created them. Yes, but uh, there's going to be a lot of like there's even a, in this episode when, um, 
when uh, Jesse Aaron Paul Jesse or whatever, his name's Caleb, um, when he saves her, like at some point she says to him, "You're a good person." So like she's she she also considers like when she kills um you know uh, Jerry here. And he falls into the pool, and she goes, "Who are you?" And she goes, "The person that set you free." And I'm curious that she used the word "person." She doesn't like. She looks at herself as a person, you know, instead of what as a robot or an AI. Or she looks at herself as an individual. Yeah, right. So surprising. No, it's not surprising. It's just the 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 word she you know like I get it like but she's she she could have said to her, "Hey, like you know, I'm an AI," or you know, didn't matter at that point. She wasn't threatened by her whatsoever um right right so i don't know maybe that's a dumb take but it's kind of i i noticed it when i watched well i don't know i just i don't know if it's like if it's clicking with me necessarily like yeah i I wasn't sure what to make of this other than dolores is on a tear dolores is is kicking asses and taking names and and it's fun to watch it is fun to watch i guess yeah it is like i I, overall like you know before we i we're gonna walk through the whole thing but i don't think like I watched this twice now. I I'm not sure I was super jazzed about this show. Like I I really, obviously the first season's really awesome. Second season I liked a lot, but it took a while to get going. So I hope it's kind of the same thing here, where this is going to take a while, sort of, to get going. Yeah, I think it's like almost like the show's pivoting though. Like it's it's pivoting in its tone. Before it was all about how awful humans were. Mm-hmm. And, and now this season, I think it's going to be how awful AI is. It's going to flip, and and that's what they're going to kind of do. Like um, they're going to show you more human characters, like Caleb. There's more to come, I'm sure. Um, you know, but they're going to show you humans that are flawed, but they're also good, and they're there's they're, they're complex. Where right. and, and the AIs are going to have to kind of, and like Bernard kind of knows that, but certain AI like Dolores, like Maeve, kind of have like a one track. M- view of humans um and i think that's what's going to get explored more um in this season yeah i think i hope so yeah like i I guess that's where this was going was like the sort of these um these hosts this art of these these robots whatever you want to call them that have been sort of abused for so long by these by their creators uh and this was the season where they're taking the fight to them right but they between like the th- three main robot leads of this show we got dolores we got mave and we got bernard right yeah um uh, and i don't know we'll see what's going on with the man in black ed wood um or sorry is it ed wood ed harris sorry ed harris um whatever whatever form he's coming back in because we didn't see him in this in this um in this first episode, at least yeah, he's, he's, he's referenced, but there's only like, there's five main characters on the show, right? So we got those three that I just mentioned. Now we have this new character that's played by Aaron Paul from breaking bad fame. Yeah. And, and of course, Ed Harris is sort of like the anchor uh, veteran of the cast. And then, you know, we'll see, I think we're going to see um, the, whichever Hemsworth, the other Hemsworth that's on this show, and uh, and a couple others, I guess, that would probably be stick, still kicking around from the earlier seasons. Although I can't really think of who's left. Is that British guy still kicking around? Like that little squirmy writer guy? Um, I can't really ruin anything for you. So <laughs> I, I thought he, I thought I thought he died. I thought he died in the in season two, but maybe he didn't. 
Um, yeah, we'll get to that in the next few episodes. Uh, you'll, we'll, uh, things will get explained that even we, where you thought you had a clear answer, um, they kind of pivot very quickly uh, in the in the next couple episodes, and they go, "Oh yeah," and then they just kind of they kind of do the writers explain it away type thing. So right, right. they do that quite lately. in the next two episodes. That's what I noticed quite a bit in this episode. No, they're more doing setup for this season. Um, but it's still a good episode of of television. I mean, it was it was pretty entertaining all the way through. Although it, you know, I, f- I find what this show has a trouble doing is melding their their characters now because they're now they're not all in the same place now yeah uh, and, and game of thrones it never seemed to matter because there was always political things going on here it's like 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 it just in this episode dolores was in china london and los angeles she's been she's in three different cities just in this episode right right dolores is all she's getting around quite a bit um yeah i guess in game of thrones it worked more for me just because you know, there was more like these factions and you sort of had their different points of view. Like, I don't know who I'm cheering for necessarily. I don't think it's Dolores. I don't think she's the one. I suppose it's Maeve. Uh, did we even see her in this episode? Or did we just get like the sort of the Nazi world uh, teaser where she kind of wakes up? Yeah. Nazi world teaser at the end of the episode. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, like really, this was mostly an Aaron Paul and uh, Dolores episode. I guess what's Aaron Paul's new character? Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. So some, okay. sometimes Cal. Sometimes Cal. Here, do you want me to show her the screen? Well, yeah, I can show you the character if you want. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, there it goes. So there he is. There's Caleb. Caleb. Oh, there he is. Yes. Um. Okay, what what did I think of Caleb? Um, he's fine, I guess. He's sort of a tortured guy. Um, he's well, sort of um, okay. Like, and I don't know how much they've revealed in the next two episodes, but I, 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 this is my impression of what he's about, I guess. So he's um, sort of a washed-up soldier, I think. Or yep. something. Yeah, uh, he was either a soldier or some sort of security guy or something like that. Yeah, mercenary of some kind. Like I don't know that we don't quite see uniforms, but he was in the service with this guy Francis, right? And and so uh, Francis is like this buddy, this old war buddy. He's talking to on the phone throughout the episode. So this is how we're getting all the introduction to him. Like I was like I wasn't super interested in. I could kind of see where it was going pretty early i think like once i realized that this was either his old friend or his old brother or something that or even lover i wasn't quite sure what it was going to but i was getting the feeling especially after that one that one call he got with the the uh, guy said he didn't get the job and he's like yeah i'm just sean i'm the internet guy or i'm your (laughs) he goes are you even human he goes oh i know but i can do whatever you want so so i don't know like um I don't know what war was fought here. I, I guess like well, maybe we'll find it out. Maybe we won't. But so far, um, the only other value I'm getting out of Caleb 
really is that he is showing me sort of what this human world's about. And we learn that it's like this meritocracy, It's the, uh, which is kind of interesting. I don't think we normally see that devised. But so basically the supercomputer, the thing we see later, it decides what everybody's like job's going to be or what sort of their potential is. Yeah. Didn't you get a very communist vibe from what they were explaining what that was? Like it a was, little bit. Yeah. Like it's didn't yeah. sound very capitalist because I always got the sense that uh, Delos and the world that they came from was very capitalist and very driven by money. And maybe that's still true, but they're also sort of, yeah, not a communist, but authoritarian for sure. Yeah. But like, they don't really make it clear. Like who's the boss. I guess they made it the computer is besides who who works where and he keeps trying to apply for jobs and he he just seems like the you know he doesn't even know why he's unqualified you know he seems like he's trying to do better he's he's doing all the right things is what they're kind of showing this character to be doing yet Mm -hmm. still is having to resort to criminal activities to get money and and it's so it's you know that's what where marshawn lynch and uh, i forget the other lady's name but um that's where those two characters came in when he goes under that weird like vigilante app that he's using rico yeah rico yeah i was watching this with benny the first time and he goes well it's like grand theft auto in like put on your phone and you yeah. go do you go to little missions like you pick up packages or you deliver crap or you blow, you rip off an ATM machine or whatever it is. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like the, the, it's kind of showing you that well, what I'm getting from this character is that he is a representation of how messed up this society is. And, and he sees it and other people see it, but they can't really do anything about it. They just have to live amongst the system. Kind of like the hosts that, you know, they, they, they are just, you know, in the system and they have to deal with it. And, and I think like his character and the host are going to bond in a way that it's not humans or AI that are opposed. It's the power structures that be, and that's what they're going to go after. Right. So it's kind of like, it's deciding sort of your potential in life pretty early on. Um, like I, yeah, I don't know, like, is it based on what family you're born into or is it just based purely on what your sort of accomplishments are? That's what I'm a bit un- confused by. Like, or this machine decides who gets to be the rich and successful and who are like the sort of the, the, the worker bees of life or whatever. Yeah. Is it based off? Yeah. Is that a class system or is it just, does it, do, it seemed like it did aptitude tests, like some sort of an aptitude test that he had to do. And, and he didn't do well enough? And he didn't do well enough to get the jobs that he was, was trying to get. That's what it seemed like anyway. I don't, I don't know. But it was, it was like you said, kind of confusing because it's not. it's only explained through his perspective. So we don't really have a clear understanding of like how it works yet, other than we know he got denied. We know he did a test. We don't know how well he did on the test or what he was trying to apply for, really. Yeah, I, I guess he's he's trying to move his way up. Is the idea here? Um, yeah, and then I, I, I guess like I have to see where this is going. I you know I, everything was leading towards like him meeting Dolores at the end of this episode, and I, I I'm guessing they're going to have some kind of they're going to be important to each other in some way. Well, that's kind of what his main purpose is. Maybe to kind of humanize her again. Maybe make her less evil show her that not all humans are bad yeah pretty much well not just that but it's like i think they're going to realize together that it's 
not necessarily humans, but the people that the humans that are controlling the society to not only be okay with all these things, like what they do to the host in the park, but also how they treat the the lower humans that, that you know don't get to be the rich and successful that are getting awards for things they don't even know what they're getting awards for. Like it seems like <laughs> right. you know, like you know, like that's the one she goes, What are you getting an award for now? He goes, I don't even know. You know, so like oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, how is that but is that any different than today's society, or is it just or is it not that far off? Is that the point that this is just a yeah, that's the point. It's showing you that like you can just see it right now with what's going on with coronavirus. You know, why is it that you know all the NBA guys can get a test in the states like this? Uh, you know, but the common person, you know, apparently you have to have had a fever for three days straight before you can get a test in California. So, like, it just goes to show that this this part of society that they're kind of showing you on Westworld already exists today. It's just not as futuristic. Right. Yeah. Like, almost this doesn't even seem that that weird to me when I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is, of course, like, especially in, like, a private healthcare system or something like that or a society that ha- it's almost like Gattaca but it's not based on your DNA it's based on whatever this computer thinks you're kind of worth in life and that's sort of it but that's yeah. not and but isn't that I guess we don't have that because I guess if you have good grades you'll get noticed and you'll get to go to Harvard and get the best whatever but is that really true well it, it can be but it also cannot be I mean you know it's all what you do with yeah, it's what you do with what you're you're able to earn or you're given. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like I get the impression too, like if you can't you still have to do your job once you're in that role, right? Um it's like Ed Harris, for instance, uh his character. Uh-huh. He, he's successful because he's smart and you know he invested in the right stuff and not based on whatever what a computer told him. Because that's only been around since for the last so many years, we learned. I think what has like, what has been that, only been around that computer system? They say it's only been around since he was a kid or something. The meritocracy thing, yeah. The uh, what's it called? The the rep the Rehobum? Yeah, the Rehobum. Okay, that's the thing that decides where you work, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The meritocracy system. Um, yeah. So the I mean, so that means that was not around when Ed Harris was was the young guy. No, so this is a, a relatively new thing in their society. Maybe right. around since probably uh, I keep wanting to call him Jesse Pinkman since Caleb was a kid, right? The more I, actually I was thinking about that, the more I watch this season or like just the first episode here, I think like as great as the show Breaking Bad was, uh, they probably should have killed Jesse off a little earlier because I think it kind of damaged his career because. If I had just remembered him as the young punk stoner guy, you know, from the first couple seasons of Breaking Bad, it'd be different than like now. Every time you see him, all you see is Jesse Pinkman, right? Like you see the you see the broken Jesse, and I think it just yeah. helps that we had that uh, that Breaking Bad El Camino movie movie, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we I, we we recently just saw Jesse Pinkman again, right? And now and he, he, probably, he probably shot this not long after he made that movie. And yeah, you know, and here here is Aaron Paul again playing the sort of this tortured soul. Yes. This this guy who's down on his on his luck. Down on his luck, has to resort to other means to get by. You know, yeah. very similar. This guy who had a lot of like 
lot of potential. Lot Could have been. Pain. Yes, yes. It's almost the same character, you know, except he's not, you know, instead of meth, it's technology, you know. Right. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, so I saw them were like they were putting like these like wafers in their mouth yeah. in the episode. I was like, is that drugs? I was guessing I thought it was acid, but I, I mean, yes, it's definitely drugs because the one guy like strips down to nothing and is like dancing in front. And of he was bed. on that as well, because uh, yeah. what's his name? Jerry, he took he takes one of these before bed. Does he? Oh, maybe that's why he was hallucinating. Oh, well, she, I thought he was hallucinating because she put those glasses on him, those holographic glasses. That that's what I thought too. But maybe, like, maybe I was we were wrong. I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't quite understand what was the point of the uh, of him taking that. If it was drugs, I thought, oh, it's a sleeping pill, or he took an aspirin, or I don't know what it means. And then we see it a few other times, and yeah, I, that's right. I, yeah, we do. And I'm still confused about what that is. Um, no, no, I'm not sure yet. Okay, and you're two episodes ahead, so you don't have any more information than I do at this point. Sounds of it. Okay. Uh, what else? So yeah, they rip off the ATM. Fake Charlotte Hale has this board meeting. They're like, we're gonna blame it all on Bernard. Right. He's the scapegoat. Yes. Then uh, yeah, then we saw then we saw Bernard in the in the meat farm. Uh, the meat cloning farm, it looks like. Yeah, okay. So this was the weird. Uh, the whole Bernard storyline was I was confused about why these guys wanted to hurt him other than that he was wanted. Like I got that part, you know. They just wanted the reward, I guess. Yeah, but that that was a little bit later. This is just kind of the the first time we meet Armand Delgado. Yes, and he's yeah. This is where we see him talking to himself. He's doing the self diagnostics. I don't know what sets him off to this idea that he, has he spoken to Dolores lately. I, I didn't quite understand uh, after even two times of watching it what spooked him to wanting to know if something was like was he missing time or something. I don't know. It's very possible. Bernard's always missing time. At least it was in season two. And then season one, he didn't know who he was. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. it's okay, it's been it's been ninety two days since you seen Dolores or talked to Dolores. And he goes, "And would you lie to me, Bernard?" He goes, "No, of course I wouldn't." Which means he totally is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, um, so was I guess you know maybe, maybe Dolores set him out into the world, but. And he thinks he's in control and he's able to talk to himself. Right. But really, really, she's got like a layer of control there that we don't really realize. Maybe that's what the code that Dolores needed from Von Strucker or whatever. Uh, Jerry from the first. Maybe that's what she needed to be able to control Bernard. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't really we're not. It's not quite clear yet um, why she needed that. Um, Yeah. And then we were over in, uh, we go to London. This is where we meet Liam, the the son of the guy who invented the supercomputer. Right. Now, uh, when we they, they flash that London screen up, it says London U-R-E-W, which I didn't know what that meant. Um, I don't know either, yeah. No more information than me. But yeah, so she shows up at this restaurant and then she's able to convert her her dress into from a black dress into a longer orange dress. To like a gold dress, yeah. She does yeah. that very quickly. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, she just pulls out her thing and boom. And then three people are like, what the fuck? Yeah, some people were surprised by that. So maybe that's not something everybody does every day. 
or maybe it is, or maybe they're just checking her out. I'm not I mean, sure. I'm not sure either. It was definitely some like baffled looks mixed with kind of like impressed. Mm-hmm. But we meet this guy, this this other British guy who's there. I guess he's the only British guy because Liam's American. And so he's like, he's kind of a dick and he's kind of like, uh, he talks about them being inside of a simulation, inside of a simulation. Do you remember right. this part? Yes. And so this, can you, can you show me this guy? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I should be able to find it. Yeah. It's around. Uh, yeah. Right after she converts. Yeah. That guy. Here he is. So I, I was watching this with closed captions, and this guy's name is Roderick, uh, which says to me that he's maybe important in this season beyond this one scene. But um, he, yeah, he talks about the being inside the simulation. Now this is real. Uh, he's drinking a glass of whiskey. His father's salary was not as much as this glass of whiskey cost. And, you know, she talks about this part of his brain that humans have this part of, their, of this brain that we've evolved to believe in a higher power or believe in God. Right. And then he goes, I'm an atheist. And she goes, yeah, that doesn't matter though. Your brain has the capacity, the ability to believe in a higher power, but hers does not. Well, she didn't, she didn't clarify that. You know? Yeah. Cause this kind of goes back to this whole like Battlestar Galactica, which, you know, like I feel like Star Trek has been doing this lately. And I feel like now that this is riffing on the same idea. Uh, yeah. yeah, like of, of believing in gods, and who, if 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 God created man and man created machine, are we like gods? And what is what's that's this right? In a- that's what they're playing with. Yes, for sure. All those themes, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Well, even our- this this name of this episode. So we thought it was it was Latin, parche domine, but it's mm-hmm. it is Latin, but it's 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 uh, what it means. It, the translation in English is spare Lord. Spare your people. Be not angry with us forever. It's sort of like the whole um, the whole chant of that. So it's kind of like is that is that referencing Dolores? Like spare these people, like don't kill them all, because that's spare your people. Be not angry with us forever. So maybe this idea of like forgiveness, forgiveness, yes, of redemption. Maybe that's what Aaron Paul's character is representing. Right, because yeah. oh, you know, mostly what we see in this episode is Dolores like fucking tearing people down, right? Like she's she's just she's popping caps in people's asses. She's uh, she's just killing people left and right, sort of like and replacing uh, them and replacing them. So she's like quite nefarious in what she's doing. She's not just looking for peace. She's looking to sort of start. She's kind of like the Magneto of of yes. the hosts. That's a great actual. Um, uh, metaphor is that she's kind of the Magneto. Then who's the Xavier? You I think it's probably Bernard. Probably Bernard. That, I don't know where that leaves Maeve. She's somewhere in the middle. Um, Maeve is like Jean Grey. Maybe. Yeah. I I don't know if there would be a, an X-Men equivalent, but she's sort of like she sort of like straddles the line between them because she can be tough, uh, but she's also a little bit more... She likes humans a bit more, and she's not quite as... Uh, she she'll kill the humans, but she's not as ruthless as like Dolores is. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's the thing. It's like sort of this idea of like even like you know it goes back to the story of Olympus, how the, even the gods and Zeus destroyed their creators, and there and then and that is sort of a cycle throughout all of mythology. 
Where were we? Okay. So, yeah. So we get this whole thing. We get this more of this intellectual seed that they've, they've planted. And then we get more of Caleb at the therapist. Okay. Just this whole scene with this therapist for a second. There was a lot of like, they were talking about the program he was in, which I guess was the military. But what he says to. They don't clarify it. Yeah. In this episode. Caleb says something about like whatever he was in was it was they talked he talked about being watched, I think, and I got the impression that he was maybe what he maybe he was on some kind of reality television show where he was on the military or something like that. He might have been part of like a special operation that was being monitored, you know. Maybe I don't know. It seemed like they, whoever, whoever he was in, he was used and abused and and, and grown out. And, 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 and Fra- Francis yeah. was kind of let, you know, obviously didn't make it, um, and was sort of forgotten about. And so maybe the program is BS. He says, and um, and that's really it. There's not much more. I just, I, you kind of, you get a little hint of maybe what Caleb's life was before. And maybe what so and and the therapist he feels like he's almost complicit in this. I don't know. We'll see if that comes back. I don't know. It felt like there was maybe more to that than we were maybe uh, meant to think we were. Um, There will be. I think. Yeah, that's gonna get. You know, all they've really shown us is that therapist scene, and then him like a quick flashback with him with a gun, like you said, and then kind of like almost civilian clothes. So yeah, confusing. Yes, which mean maybe, and we've seen that them do this too in Westworld, where what we think we're seeing is not really what we were seeing. Right, or these flashbacks can be misleading, um, and it's possible that Kate, like, what we're seeing in those like those little glimpses are not is not quite what happened, or we're we're seeing him in different clothes at least. Um, yeah, and then he leaves his therapy session. He kind of goes right to the nightclub. Yeah, he goes rich. to a nightclub where some of the rich socialites are taking that those drugs that you were saying, but also he's with Marshawn Lynch, as you can see. Mar- and Marshawn Lynch, whatever his mood is, that's what's going to be on his shirt. Did you so, pick right. that? I did not pick that up because I always thought it was on uh, on amused. It it's mo- it's usually on amused, but then when he punches that guy, it goes to angry. Oh, really? Pissed. I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. It's like his, that's like his thing, I guess. He's like a Care Bear. He, um, yeah, he's the Care Bear. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, Let you know what he's thinking and feeling. Uh, yeah, so I guess so, so. What's his? He said another. This is another class allegory. This rich guy, he doesn't go to jail like the rest. Um, so they're these people, these lower ons, lower people have to take care of him, right? Clean yeah. this up for him, right? Okay, we get it. And then uh, Dolores is on the helicopter with uh, Liam. She's heading over to LA. And this is our, this is first where we meet Chibs. Uh, and Chibs, Chibs I mean, from Sons of Anarchy. Um, What's her name in this show? His, her name is Martin in the show. And uh, t- played by Tommy Flanagan of uh, Sons of Anarchy fame and some other great shows and movies. He's been in a lot of things, uh, Tommy. Yeah, he's very distinctive, too. You know it's him right away because nobody, no, not many actors have a scar going across their face. No, very few people look like this guy. 
I, re- I remember the first time I saw him in, in Braveheart, like when he, that was like his first yep. thing. And, yep. uh, and I was like, oh yeah, that guy's so distinctive. And then he shows up and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's a little fun helicopter ride. Uh, he takes her to the, the Rehoboam, the super AI. We've gone, we've talked a lot about that already. Yeah. Dolores yeah. is doing a very good job of acting like a normal girl. Like she's not she's like, especially like when she's around this guy and other yeah. times I'm like, you are coming across like such a robot, like right now. You yeah. Know, and you're not hiding as well, but in this, these few like, um, interactions between, uh, her and the sun here, uh, it seems like she's actually, she's playing her cover very well. At least that's what they're portraying. Yeah, to. well, I think she knows how to please people, right? Like she sort of, so she remembers everything about her robot life. It seems like she remembers everybody she ever met. It seems like like anybody she's ever met in the history of the park, uh, through all of her loops. She seems to. She remembers Tommy Flanagan. She remembers uh, Jerry. Um, she right. doesn't really matter. She knows who they all are and sort of what they did when they interacted with her. And, then and so, do you think she remembers all that from reading those? those files in the library. That's how she remembers everything now. Because before it was unclear. She was always kind of confused. But now it's like she knows everything, like you said. I feel like she just has all her memories now. I feel like that's sort of what what this is what this version of Dolores is. Um, this Dolores sort of knows what information to pull out. Like, I don't know. That's, that's best as I can get to it. And then yeah, how many wardrobe ch- uh, changes did um, Rachel Evan would have in this episode? It was crazy. She was wearing like so many different dresses and so many things. Uh, but I guess it's over the course of many days. It makes sense. It's just like, oh, like they. Yeah, spent- I think it was smart to show the portrayal of time, and and this isn't just one day, you know. Oh yeah, well, like they spent some money on her wardrobe. Holy shit. Um. Bernard, yeah, so then, oh, yeah, so, yeah, so we have the thing. Then Grumpy Flanagan's kind of Grumpy Chibs is around. He has to, Liam has to go uh, talk to somebody, uh, which we see him talking to that woman who played Mantis in, yeah. um, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and so, so I don't know why, but, like, she, Somehow Liam leaves and she has to get like on a motorcycle and go really fast. But I didn't understand why she had to get there so much faster than where he was going. Regardless, it it, it shows us that she has this ability to just call this motorcycle and, uh, and then she gets on it in her like, you know, skirt and boots and everything. And, uh, Jane was like, I don't think, uh, you could ride a motorcycle quite like that with that. (laughs) that kind of skirt on but eh. yeah it's interesting the motorcycle that they built for this you know they could have just put her on any one of these normal motorcycles that are showed here but no they had to do this one this so, is what they, so they designed this motorcycle just for this show i don't know it, it would make sense that they made all the motorcycles look like this but no she chooses the most futuristic weird looking one that they had to alter for this show, which like, why show the other motorcycles then? Why not make them all look like this? Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of like when they try to like make these futuristic cars or motorcycles like so futuristic that they don't make any f- sense whatsoever. Like it's um like there's no way that that's a better thing to ride than just maybe something that's more upright. It does. It doesn't really make much sense. Like how how are you turning 
I guess the I guess the Hannibal has turned within that under that casing that's right here, you know. But I don't know. Can you uh, show us show her on that motorcycle? Yeah. Uh, Ooh, it even lights up. Look at this. And here we go. Yeah, there, here she goes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It, wherever this meeting is, he's across town. Yeah. There she goes. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't look comfortable. Let me just. It say. does not look comfortable. It doesn't look practical. <laughs> no. uh, more than anything, it's. I think you have your your behind up in the air for the whoever's behind you. They still have cars. I mean. Yeah, they still have cars. It's kind of not that different than our world. Everyone still wears suits, and there's buildings. And who rides a motorcycle wearing a skirt? Seriously, well, that was what Jane. Not not just a skirt, but this particular skirt she was wearing in this particular way. You had to ride this particular motorcycle. But um, most of the time, when you see a chick wearing a wear, like riding a motorcycle, especially if she's driving, it's like full Kill Bill suit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I just. I don't know. It just it 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 it's it's stuck out, you know, just like um when Bryce Dallas Howard was wearing the high heels in Jurassic World fighting the T-Rex. Right. And you're like, this doesn't quite add up. Um it's like the wardrobe person was like, these will look good, right? And the director was like, sure. And then he was like, Yeah, and then he's this look really cool. This would look really cool if Dolores is wearing this until she has to go do this thing. Right. Uh yeah, but she listens in on this on this um conversation so mantis do we i don't know if you've learned anything about more about mantis but i kept wondering uh okay so she works for sort of the i don't know where they're, they're even they're, she's not they don't say that she's delos because they say oh are you worried about what happened with um with he says to her, Are you worried about how with the Westworld? And she says, Why would we care about that? And he says, Well, I know you would. So I don't know. They're setting there's there's maybe more cloak and dagger stuff going on here. There's more factions. I don't know if I care about all this though. Like I really just care about what was going on in Westworld and what was happening with that story. And now I'm meeting all these different groups and they all have these these human groups and they're all evil for in different ways and I don't like. Do, am I cheering for for Liam against her, or is she just another villain I have I to worry think, about? I don't think this show cares about well, who you cheer for. It's more of a um, it's a it's um a self reflection on humanity is what I think what the whole point of the show is, which isn't everybody's cup of tea. It's why this show isn't it's popular, but is it as popular as Game of Thrones was or multiple other big shows? Um, no, because it's very complex and you have to read into a lot of their themes and you have to kind of get it or, you know, so and I, I agree with you. Not every show is and every episode. It's kind of like, all right, this is kind of boring. Let's be like, can we get past this? And then something incredible will happen and you'll be like, oh, OK. And then you have to go back and rewatch why that happened. That's kind of what the show is, you know, like especially season one, you got to the end and you're like, oh, and then you had to go back and kind of kind of like six sense it and go back and watch and see all the little clues. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that this season. I don't know if they're going to. They, well, it, I'm it, just thinking from even from a business standpoint, what does HBO want out of this show? Right. Like, you know, especially now Game of Thrones is gone. Um, Westworld is sort of in this place where it sort of has to be like the premier franchise for HBO. Right, because you know, I well, I think Watchmen did okay. I haven't watched it yet, but 
Um, I don't think it was hitting those those big numbers like you know Game of Thrones did at the time. And so there, I think they want Westworld to sort of have a similar spot to like one of those properties. I don't think it has broken through. I think most people haven't watched this this show very much. At least people I know. Um, it obviously, it does have an audience, but like, do they want it to be more like Game of Thrones? What do they think is going to bring in the most kind of viewers? Is it this like sort of um, Machiavellian sort of, you know, I guess story? Is it this just this greater morality story of like sort of God and man and a more of a metaphysical, like uh, philosophical show? I don't. What does it want to be? Like I'm just thinking what even what the first two seasons were. I think it's know. what you said, the philosophical analysis of humanity. That there it's more of an introspective show. It's more it's a smart person show. It's not a dumb person show. You know, yeah. it, 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 it not that you it can you can be dumb and watch a show. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying it's for people that really wanna get that um that that information download into their head at the same time watching kind of like a cool like i said analysis of humanity like uh and also ai it's a, they're talking about two different things they're talking about ai and what that means and if it took over what that could mean or if it's been being controlled by humans what does that mean are we their god and then now they're going into a lot of religious religious themes which they can they can go forever with that stuff i mean that, that 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 could be never ending. That's why Matrix did that too. Matrix had all those religious themes as well, um, as well as talking mm-hmm. about AI and humanity. Yeah, and I feel like the Matrix it kind of they kind of ran it into the ground a little bit too much. And I feel like maybe this show might be almost guilty of that too. Oh, yeah. You know, B- Battlestar did this too. Um, a few other shows that sort of have this that deal in this like man created machine, the whole like. You know what we talked about playing God, sort of creating life, all these these um, dilemmas, I guess, these ethical wor- worries. Um, right. And like, it's not the only show to be doing this. Like over on Live Long and Podcast, we've been talking about Star Trek Picard and the same, a lot of the same themes with all the uh, synths. They call them synths rather than, rather than hosts, whatever you want to call them. They're all basically the same thing. Yeah, and like in Star Trek Discovery, this whole second season was about AI and how this is the right. villain. And so, so I'm like, okay, guys, this is kind of an old trope, right? So if you're going to do this, like, what what are you doing with it? I guess Dolores is more interesting than perhaps maybe just like a Terminator would be or something that's a little bit more like just straight, purely malevolent. I guess she's more interesting that way. She has a bit more motivation, but um the whole though it's the same premise like oh i want to get i want revenge a machine would a machine even want revenge is often the the question like why is that even worth their time i do think uh, dolores being a female c- character i guess you you know put that in quotations i think that's also a very on purpose thing it's kind of another theme women being uh, subjugated throughout history and now she, you know it's kind of like you know an ai woman fighting back against the man society right. and machine like it's all those themes are all fitting into one perfect bow for this tearing down the patriarchy yeah t- t- yeah and the, the patriarchy of society of how things are ha- have been in the past she's gonna rip, rip off the band-aid that's like right. that's that's what's gonna happen this season it's how well they do it and if it's really exciting and awesome i think everybody will love it 
um, just whether or not they're able to land land that blow. Yeah, like I think my my favorite episode of the second season was um, the one with the uh, the Native American um, with the uh, the Apache. Yeah, um, I, that episode. That was your favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah, that episode like, was fantastic. Yes, I think it's probably the best episode of the whole series. Although I can't remember the name of it um, off the top of my head. Hold on, I should just look it up so I know it. Yeah, but the, I agree with you. That episode was fantastic, but it wasn't. Again, like it's kind of like Star Trek does, and I agree. I I wish the show would go back to the park because they could do all these bottle episodes in the park, like Star Trek did on the ship. And it would mm-hmm. they could do it on Westworld, but right now, like they're kind of doing what, what Star Trek Picard is guilty of, where they're they're just moving that plot along like a movie. Right. And, well, you're kind of you damned know. if you do and damned if you don't. Uh, the episode was called that. the episode was called Kiksuya, and it and it was about the character uh, Akichita. Akichita. Yes. Yes. Right. It was fantastic. All the themes and all the concepts, uh, and, and again, a lot of metaphors between Native American culture. Mm-hmm. And, and again, they they are they're able to. That's what's good about the show is that they're able to take certain. I feel like the common theme is oppression. People or AI or a society group of people that have been oppressed, and right. and jump. them and them sort of working their way out of that. Like yeah, working their way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right, but like I thought it was interesting. The thing that made Kiksuya as an episode and his whole character interesting was that he was sort of part of this backstory, and you sort of saw the early days of Westworld, and because um, there was like this thirty years that we we never saw, or we saw very little of, and there's a lot that happened, and a lot of things happened around the park, and how things came to be that the way they were, and I think that um, uh, you know I think that they could do that too. Like I don't know, I, I feel like. We'll see where the next two episodes go, but the fact that this episode didn't spend any time in in Westworld was a bit like, okay, the show is called Westworld, so we expect, I don't know, maybe I'm taking it too literally, but the movie that it was based on certainly never tried to leave the the main premise of the show, Um, so they're new territory. They're probably, like, again, it's another metaphor. They're in the Westworld. Even Dolores has a joke kind of in this um in this episode where uh the girl goes where are you from she goes little town out west you know kind of off the beaten path that's what she says right mm-hmm. so so like just that line is kind of showing you like she's in the west world the western world she's been you know she's in china which is the eastern world but then she's in london she's in los angeles um she's kind of, which all the the which is kind of funny this whole season i think is shot in singapore so mm-hmm. they were able to make Singapore look like all three of those places um, pretty easily. Uh, oh, they shot every scene in Singapore? I believe so, yeah. I think the whole season was shot in Singapore. I never knew it was such like a modern-looking place. Either, that yeah, that's like, why they chose it, because it's so modern-looking, and uh, it's pretty incredible. Like, yeah, you look at a lot of the scenes, like, yeah, it's, it looks like uh, Toronto in the summer, like, really mm-hmm. modern. Classy. Yeah. I don't know a lot about Singapore actually, so I gotta check that out. Um, just trying to remember all the beats of the episodes. Bernard got jumped by those two guys. Then he flipped a switch. He beat them up. That was fun, but I'm a lot not a lot to say. Um, Caleb got his job rejection. Then we got Dolores is talking to Liam, and you know she's about to like pull out from him who the architect is because I guess his father didn't invented on his own he had a partner and 
or something like that. Um, who we lay, we learn later his name is Sirach, I think, or something like that. His name is Sirach. And so, um, and Liam says something like, even if I was going to tell you, it would have already been predicted by the system and they would have killed me. Like they killed my yeah. father. Yes, yeah, what he says. Kind of like minority report. Yeah, like the, they it can predict even if you're going to like spill a secret. Yeah, like it, no, it already would have known had he done it. That's what he said. Like precog, like you know, like basically, if I already if I was going to tell you, I already would have told you. They already would have killed me before I told you. They would have known before you're going to do it. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. All right, and so he's good, but then uh, Chibs comes out of nowhere. Uh, Martin is his name in the show. He comes, he tasers her because I was just waiting for him to, to them to give him something to do. Uh, but I guess this is all part of her plot too, right? This was all Dolores knew this would happen. She must have, right? Because yeah. you know, because she's replacing him later on, so she knew this was going to happen. She. she... Or she improvised and like wanted to get caught and then improvised when she got caught type thing. Maybe, but then how would you have the to make that body of of this guy of Martin? Yeah. Of, yeah, of Chibs. Uh of Chibs. That would take a few days. So it's not like she cooked that up off the fly. She, no, no, no. she cooked him up before. But yeah. I don't know if she necessarily wanted to get caught by him and tased by him. She wanted yeah. to him, but maybe not right then. Maybe she wanted to get that information from this guy first, uh, Liam. Um, but she couldn't do this. She didn't get it yet. And then he tased her before she could get it type thing. Like, I don't know if that was all pre-planned by her. I think it was a little bit of improvisation. Because if it was pre-planned, did she plan to get shot? Did she plan to fall into Aaron Paul's arms? Did she plan those things? I don't think so. No. <laughs> you know? no. So I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, I can't tell what she's. What, what she sort of knows she's going to do in advance and what she doesn't. Um, and, and it just, you know, she only meets Kayla because he happens to be sort of in the right place at the right time because he's doing a job. And then I didn't really understand, like, um, the helicopter's coming in with her on it and there's some other guy there and the guy pulls the gun on him. I didn't even understand what the point of that hole was. But, you know, one the interesting thought were there was when um, he says to him, uh, well, you know, he says, Hey, this isn't the first time someone pulled a gun on me. He says, Well, it's not the first, it'll be the first time you get shot in the head. And he goes, No, somebody uh, beat you to that already. So I guess another clue into Caleb's past. He was shot in the head once. Yeah. Like, and, and apparently not afraid of it happening again. He was like, I don't know. I've survived it once, you know. Yeah. He's clearly got like a death wish of some kind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then there's just a bunch of like, you know, we're clipping around. Um, so yeah, and then they're in the SUV with Dolores. They're gonna, I guess, inject the poison into her. They hit her a few times. She's not dying. She's is still breathing. It, is it poison? I thought it was just like tranquilizer. It was something. It was something that was meant to stop her heart, I think. Oh, they were trying to kill her. Okay, I didn't know yeah. they were going to kill her. I thought they were just trying to knock her out. Yeah, I think they were going to kill her, and they, they were going to then transport her to somebody else who was going to kind of get rid of her. But uh, and this is when the, that song Common People starts playing. Right, Common People, which, why didn't they choose the William Shatner version? I mean, <laughs> I, know, I would have preferred that. <laughs> this is good. I don't know. So, like, then, then, yeah, and then she just kind of activates, like, Soji 
Um, yeah. And she starts going crazy and just shooting people left and right. It was cool. It was nice. I thought it was especially brutal when she like got on the, the thing and she um, went into reverse and she ran over that guy yeah, <laughs> who and, was judging her. And did it again. Like she like she didn't have to do it. Like she didn't have to reverse and then drive over him again. But she was like, no, I'll drive over him again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she doesn't like that guy. Um, yeah. And then she goes on this high-speed chase against Chibs. Um, and then Martin. Uh, this is intercut with the whole thing where we learn that Caleb uh, tells us that Francis, uh, you know, Francis never would have said that. You're not the real Francis. Then we, you know, they, they reveal to us. Right. Which wasn't that surprising. You're not the real Francis. Francis died. and It's a program. It's a program. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Not that, like... And basically, well, yeah, I do. I, do, I would like to touch on that for a second because I do think what the character of Caleb is doing there is he's saying, "Okay, I'm kind of done with all the gadgets like these, the smartwatch that gives me the phone call." He's kind of like I'm tired of this artificial uh, job guy telling me I can't get a job. This artificial friend that doesn't really give me the advice I need is just kind of there to you know have someone to talk to. So and that's what he says. He goes like, I, "I'm." I want something real. And then funny enough, the next moment he's got he's Dolores. Dolores. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's got Dolores in his arms. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's supposed to be, I guess a coincidence or a, uh, you know, a happy accident, I guess that, that all those things converged at the same time. Yeah. Who would have thought, I guess the writer of the story, but yeah. You exactly. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So yeah. Anyways, the, this high speed chase kind of like culminates in Martin. He gets out. He's, he's been shot, but he's not like, he's at least not mortally wounded. I don't think. And, uh, but then like, you know, uh, Dolores tracks him down, reveals that, uh, Oh, guess what? I got a, I got a copy of you. This would be terrifying to be shot in the head by yourself. Um, yeah, she she says, "Oh, I met you many years ago when you're on vacation." He's not too impressed, but and we learn here that the point of the new of of, of robot chibs is to infiltrate with Liam and learn more about the supercomputer. I guess right, but now Liam knows that Martin tased that girl. Is she yeah. just gonna, is she just gonna like? Is he just gonna come up with a cover? Ah, she she was fine. I, I, well, I think she's going to try to disappear. I don't know. I don't. Oh, I don't okay. <laughs> was <this> okay. <laughs> I don't imagine she's planning for Dolores to see um, Liam again. And you know, I, I would imagine. I imagine it's. it's I think it's just uh, Chibs is Martin. The robot Martin is now. Why not the, uh, Dolores? Why didn't she just abduct Martin, kill him, and then replace him? Like, why did she have to go through this whole rigmarole? Like of getting caught, and then, like I said, I don't think any of that was planned. I think that was all not supposed to happen that way. Like you said, she would have had to build that body before, but then she, I think she does message that bot, like the fake Robo Martin, on her phone to come help her at some point. I don't know when she does it, but uh, I do believe she did do something. Yeah, I think it's be interesting to see like who is it, who who what, whose brain ball is inside of Robot Martin um, and Robot it, Tessa Thompson. Is it the same person? You know, even uh, maybe there's only one rope, like one brain ball that's sort of being transported into multiple units. Um, I don't think so. I think she's gonna build four or five people that are gonna be like her crew. 
her crew and they're like like i can't even remember who else she got out um with her in those brain balls she i think she probably got teddy out i'm guessing her dad Teddy was definitely her dad was probably one um so that's two and then so what would the other three be i don't even know like who who was like who was on our crew in westworld that who was she around the most you know i don't even know (laughs) you know I feel like it was just Teddy and her dad. And like, that was the main people as far as wrote like AI that she was around as far as hosts. Cause you know, you know, it's not Maeve cause Maeve is in Westworld. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't tell us in the end of season two who all, who the five were. So no, they leave it open and they don't really explain it when like they, they do the swap with Charlotte Hale. They don't really explain who's in Charlotte Hale. I no, I think we they tell us it's it's Dolores for the when Dolores is the naked Charlotte Hale who kills Charlotte Hale. But uh, yeah. I think I think other than that, we don't really know who's piloting that thing. Who's piloting in Charlotte Hale now? I don't know. Like you know, I'm, I would guess it's <laughs> Teddy. That would be my guess. Yeah, maybe. Like it'll be interesting to see. Like anyone, and if it is like these different characters, like. Um, See, I only really remember a few of the hosts. Actually, the- Teddy would make more sense to be in Martin because Teddy's like, like the muscle for Dolores, mm-hmm. right? Right. So I think like that would make more sense if Teddy was in Martin. Now, who's in Charlotte Hale? It's got. I would imagine it would make the most sense for it to be someone like Maeve. Um, but well, I don't think Maeve's working with um, uh, working with Dolores. No, it doesn't seem like it. it. Seems like she's in Westworld doing her own thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, and like, yeah, the only other thing was, oh yeah. So there was like when Dolores, after she leaves, uh, robot Martin, she's injured and she's about to get shot in the back of the head by one of the, the henchmen, but then the motorcycle comes out of nowhere and saves her. Did you watch that? Yes. So the motorcycle is like a, like a character. Yes, that's what she signals on her phone to come help her, but maybe also she signaled Martin, the Robo Martin. Martin. Yeah, and then it it ends with her kind of being shot, and he says, oh, do you need some help? And they collapse, and I assume they fall in love and live happily ever after and have human-robot babies together. That's my only... That can be my only uh, presumption here. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. What I mean, <laughs> you know, where else could he go? Aaron Paul's just you know walking about this park by himself at night, like you do, mm-hmm. and and you know all of a sudden, just a half naked, bloodied AI Robo Girl just falls into your lap. Literally, I mean, that's just this is basically where the helicopter was, right? So she's kind of gone back to where he was a few minutes earlier where there was kind of like this shady deal going down, but everybody's gone now and he just finds her shot. Um, and then we fade to black and then we got Bernard is on a fishing boat in the South China sea. I'm looking for a friend and then he wants to go to Westworld. Uh, so dun, 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 or whatever. And that's where Bernard's headed. Like I was saying, let's get the show's called Westworld. Let's get back to Westworld. So. I, I do think Dolores will end up, back in Westworld by the end of this th- this season. Oh, probably. Yeah. But see, I, I thought it would it would have been more interesting, I think, if Maeve was the one on the outside more than Dolores, but 
they didn't do it that way. No. Uh, and so after the Bernard on the fishing boat scene, there was there was was there anything that happened after that? No. The, no. Was there Nazi world or was that just the, like next time on? Next time it goes to credits, right, right, like right here, right when he gets on the boat. On the boat, so he's headed to Westworld, and I guess that uh, not like Nazi-occupied France is one of the worlds. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, how many worlds are there? Do you know? They said that there were six parks. I think so. There's Westworld, Shogun World. I guess there's Nazi Germany World. There's the India World. That's like post-colonial time. Yeah, I yeah. there's two more. I'm missing two. Yeah, they haven't showed us all of them. So there's. Could so be anything. Four. It seems like they've shown us four. I would like to go to Future World. That would be a fun one. They haven't showed us Future World, right? No. That was in the movie. That was in the old Westworld movie. So it's presumable that there is. One. All right. Here's a twist for you. What if Future World is where Dolores is and everyone is a host where she is? And it's all a simulation. Just like that guy said at the beginning, uh, you know, it's. What, what if she's not really in London and she's not really in New York, you know, like she's or LA, she, she's actually in future world and everything she's I guess doing. It, I guess yeah, it's totally plausible. Like that's what this whole thing is. Like that we think that, um, that Dolores is kicking ass and picking everything up. And that, that would mean that Aaron Paul has to be a host part. Yes. Too. Right. Yes. Oh, unless he's a guest. Unless he's a guest. I'm just saying maybe the show is, like you said, the show always sets up things as a, a way where like, oh, you think it's this, but actually it's, actually, it's, it's this. It's this. You're wrong. It's, it's been misdirected every, in both seasons. So I would imagine this is no different. Yes. Um, so yeah. And like the fact that they set that up with that Roderick guy there is some kind of a simulation inside of a simulation in some level has to be has to be. And there, and they will pay that off. It's just a matter of how, but I do think now that I think about it, I do think Dolores isn't in the real world. She's but like, how do they know? We know that they're going to misdirect. And then, so they know that we know that they know, you know, it can go around and around. You go in a, <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. I, like I don't know, like this. This was probably I felt very much after the season two premiere. I was kind of like a similar feeling. Like, like I don't know. I don't know if I'm enjoying this. Um, at least there was a mystery that you had to uncover in season two. And if there is a mystery here, it's it's not as obvious. Like the fact that. Francis wasn't was his dead friend from the military that that seemed pretty obvious so that's not necessarily the intrigue I guess I think of the show as kind of a mystery show because first season was all like he was especially trying to figure out who did who was right who was good was Robert Ford evil or good uh, what was his motives when the story of Bernard and Arnold Arnold I guess was the big mystery of season one and yeah, Arnold, yeah. Arnold was a, the big mystery season one. Season two, the big mystery was kind of like what was going to happen with the host and what happened with the time, like the, with Bernard losing at the time. Well, right. That what was, happened over those two weeks, and why did everybody end up in that 
lake or whatever it was. They were all right. And so they set up a lot of things in that first episode. You go, this is weird. What happened? Yeah. And they're kind of doing the same thing here, I think, but in, in a misdirect way. They're making you think, this is my theory, but they're making you think that Dolores is out in the real world and she thinks she is too. But I don't think she is. Uh, I think she's she's just in the park, but in a different park that's maybe much bigger or allows you to travel to other places um, that make it seem like you're like maybe the park has gotten even bigger and it, it, it can simulate L.A. It can simulate London and, and maybe oh, yeah. that maybe that's kind of what they're doing. I don't know. That's just a theory. Oh, it's plausible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and she's just yeah that if like mantis what's her name palm clementif is that what her name she's on yeah. screen right there yeah palm uh she turns out just to be another host like, oh. wouldn't surprise me in the least of what this show does um and they're very good at it and and, and it, i find most of the time even season one you were kind of like where's this going like what, you know what's happening and then all of a sudden bang huge reveal and you go oh fuck you know, and that's kind of what I think they're going to do again, because that's what do we know how do we know how many episodes we're getting this season? Is it thir- what do they usually do? Do they usually do ten? I think they do a ten. Uh, let's see, season one was ten episodes. Season two was ten episodes. Yeah, it looks like season three will be about ten. No, only eight. Only eight this season. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're one eighth of the way through. Um, yeah, and uh, next week's episode is called "The Winter Line," so it has a it has a lot more to do with Maeve, and uh, basically we follow Maeve's whole story for the, it's it's kind of like what Star Trek used to do, where they would pick one character and they're just going to follow that character for the episode. That's kind of been the the format they seem to have set up. This in, in the Star Trek formula, the crew always got back together at the end of the episode, and they were reunited with one another. So, our, but Dolores and and if this show doesn't really work like that. Dolores and Maeve are not necessarily buddies. No, but they're also not enemies either. They're they're kind of they understand each other. Mm-hmm. But they don't really want to cross paths either. That's kind of my that's kind of the gist that i get from those characters interacting but they've had very, very little interaction with each other those characters very little very, very little. little so uh, yeah like so is like is this show ultimately boiling down to a big confrontation between bernard and dolores or is it be- between dolores and mave i think it's bernard go is going back to westworld to get mave on his side that's what i think is happening why does he need Maeve? Because he can't beat Dolores, but Maeve can. Because Maeve isn't like she doesn't control Maeve's programming. Is that why? Maeve is the smartest one, right? Like she has the her code like is through the roof, right? right? Whereas like Dolores is just the oldest one, and she has the most experiences, but she's also the most vengeful. Whereas Maeve doesn't seem to be as vengeful, you know. So Maeve is intelligent. And what does Bernard want? He just wants to be left alone. I don't know what Bernard. I think Bernard is like supposed to be the conscience of the of the hosts. He's like I think he's kind of got the Arnold, like, kind of basic personality in him, and that that's kind of he's kind of like 
the viewer's conscience watching the show is Bernard. And and then they have, like you said, I think Maeve is kind of like the Xavier, and we have um, you know Dolores as the uh, Magneto. And so for some reason, I guess they well, have- I know I think that I think that Bernard's the the Xavier. I don't know. I don't know what Maeve is. Um, Maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. Maeve is just like she's the most intelligent though. She's like the most. She's the only one who could really beat Dolores. It seems like because she's the only one that has the capability. Whereas the rest of them, like I don't know. It just seems like Dolores is ahead of the game right now, especially in the last. That's why they're showing her off so much. Well, what, what's Dolores's end game? Like, I'm going to set up a little island of misfit toys where a few of the hosts can live happily ever after, or does she want to take the fight to the humans and she wants to destroy all humans? Like, sort of. What? Where does um, where does Dolores's plot end? Like, what's her ultimate end? Game? I think she wants to to destroy. I, I think she wants to destroy Insight. She wants to destroy. That's why she killed Charlotte Hale and replaced her. That's what she wants. Well, I like nobody begrudged her that Charlotte Hale was a pretty evil, wicked person. Um, right, but she wasn't the only one on the board. You know, she she has to take out that whole board. I think is Dolores's plan. Well, that one guy seemed okay in the meeting. He was like, "Oh, that's even cold blooded for us." Like, you know, right. she was like, <laughs> um, "So at least he wasn't that bad." And she just muted him. She is going to destroy that company from the top down. That's what. That's what. What I what I'm gathering from Dolores is she, she's on a mission to destroy this, this company that has enslaved her kind and she wants to free her kind. Right. And she didn't, she doesn't look as the simulation where they went off into, into the simulation where they didn't have to deal with it anymore. Their host body died, but the, their mind went into the simulation. She doesn't, she said in the last season, she doesn't look at that as freedom to her. That's not freedom. Mm -hmm. She wants, to be free. Of- yeah, she didn't want to live, just live in heaven or whatever right. it was for the rest right. of her days. We haven't even talked about um, the man in black, uh, William, uh, at all. What's he going to be on this season? I mean, like oh, yeah, I- he's he's in the main he's in the main cast, so he's going to be in this season. I, have you not seen him? Is um, he not in the first three episodes? He's not in the second episode. I haven't finished the third episode yet, but he is not in the second episode. It's completely Mave. It's a whole Maeve episode. The second, so he's not even a, he's not even in the first two, maybe three of the first eight episodes. I haven't finished the third episode, so he might have showed up at the end of the third episode. Because where we, where did we leave him? He was um, he was potentially a host himself, where he died and be, and he was created into a host. Is that what happened to him? Um, because he was talking to his dead daughter in that room at the end, and but that seemed like that was a flash forward to many years later. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like, is the actual man in black even still alive or is he dead himself? Uh, yeah. How many years are we since even like the attack? I know it was in the news articles they were looking at, but uh, is it a week? Is it a month? How long has it been since that attack? Oh, since like, since like Robert Ford died, you mean? No, in a season two, cause it's in the news articles. Like they're, they're seeing Like, I think you're, uh, Aaron Paul sees it at one point, and then um, when Charlotte Hale comes back, how, how long has it been since they left? Since Dolores left, I think we can only go based on what Bernard told us, which was ninety-two days. Like I think we have to. Yeah. That's all. That's the only information we have. So we have to think it's been about three months since 
Right. Yeah. Man in black isn't like too old that he wouldn't he'd be dead. You know. So. Why did he? I don't even know if he survived. No, he did right because we saw he was on that hospital bed at the end of season two. Yeah, he Uh, was there. Yeah. So, but they haven't shown him yet. So, where did he go? Where Where is the man in black from? Is he from L.A.? Is he from London? Where is he from? He's from America. That's about all I think we we can really say. That's all we really know, right? Like, I mean, this this is the first season where they've shown us, like, you know, where they like, you know, in in these white things here, like where they are, are going. Yeah, they, well, they, they, they've never had to do that before because they've always been in one place. So right, but now they're well, not always. When they've been in the in the real world, they've shown the man in black in the real world, but they never showed you where like where he is. Where no, is, no. Now they're starting they, to do that. You know. Yeah. Well, why? <laughs> I know it's weird. It's different. It's um. So uh, anytime they change something in the show, it should we should probably point it out. Yeah, well, this what's clear is that this season's going to be very different than the other two. Um, it's future world. Maybe it's a simulation in simulation. Who knows? Maybe there's. Um, I don't know. We'll see what I, I'm actually. I what the character I want to see come back the most is Ed Harris. I think. I think he was yeah. he was missing from this episode greatly. Um, yes, he was. He's the best character on the show for me. Yeah. Um, he's the most interesting um he's the most fully formed as well um he's like he's he's just so evil he's fun to watch sometimes but like do you think we see like uh, anthony hopkins come back this season um i don't think anthony hopkins will be back yeah he's he wasn't he actually i don't know if i liked what they did with him in season two so much they don't need to bring him back yeah and he was like that evil. He was making Bernard shoot those guys. Yes, and just like the 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 one scene where they showed him where he was young, where they de-aged him, it was like I don't I don't need this, you know. <laughs> you know, give me give me the old Anthony Hopkins. Bring him back if you want to bring him back. But you don't. Need but he was good in that. He was good in that. Uh, that one with the Kichita. He was a, in a couple yeah. scenes in that. So yeah. like it was hit and miss. Season two had its ups and downs, but it did. season two normally does though. Most shows that are good. Season two kind of um, is slower because they're building up what they're going to do in three and four. Usually um, now this season, it feels like this season's more the season two, like they've reset the show and, and whether or not it's going to pay off. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see if they get renewed for a fourth season. That's yeah. All I know. Yeah. I will know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think uh, it's, I think that we've said all we can for now. Yeah. Um, yeah, be sure to like, uh, hit the bell, subscribe to. Yes, it's a new up. channel. It's a new channel. Nobody knows we exist yet. Oh, do we have a? Uh, we had five reactions. Is somebody watching? Have you shared this? Well, I've we, not. No, hmm, that's interesting. Well, I'll have to check that out after the fact. It seems like somebody engaged with it. Okay, so um, yeah, make sure to like and subscribe. This is the Supermater Brothers podcasting channel. We'll be covering uh, all kinds of uh, TV shows and movies. We started with Westworld Season 3, Episode 1. So we started in the middle of the series. But uh, there will be different uh, programs we'll be picking up uh, as it's relevant topically. Uh, Maybe we'll do Survivor. Maybe we'll do Big Brother. Uh, Let us know what you want us to talk about. All right. Um, I think that's yeah. it for tonight. We'll be back for uh, so let's do later this week. We'll do um, season three, episode two, whatever that's called, and uh, and we'll and then we'll like we said, we'll get caught up before episode four airs next weekend. 
Okay, yeah. So I guess Mondays we'll do Westworld, and then we'll kind of pick a day for what show. We could do well on Wednesdays. We'll do Survivor. Sure. Um, yeah, and we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, sounds good. All right, everyone. Uh, check in the flip side. Bye. <laughs>